When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I'm joined by Jerry, James, and Laura. We are talking about Kilmarnock one, Celtic nil. And James, that's the first time we have ever failed to win a tournament under Brendan Rodgers. How poor was that today? We didn't deserve the win today, did we? Yeah, we outlined some of the problems at half time. The fact that there was the midfield was really getting marked out of the game. I mentioned at half time that Derek McInnes had got it right. He'd got a spot on so far. And he got a spot on in the second half as well. Celtic, he didn't have a single shot on target over the course of the game. It was really toothless. There was a lack of service. And then Kamarnock defended for their lives for the last sort of 20, 25 minutes. You've got to give credit where credit's due, first of all. But there was sort of a real lack of bite, even when Celtic were chasing a goal to stay in a competition. And then you're offering up nothing. I think... Kyogo was having to drop deep far more often than he was for the rest of the the rest of the entire game because he was getting nothing. There wasn't really any crosses coming into him. And there wasn't really many players taking chances either. They were still trying to play it really safe when you need to roll the dice. Someone's got to gamble to try and get the goal that'll get Celtic back into it. But it was it was tame and it was toothless and I thought Derek McInnes got it bang on. Yes. Now you're talking about taking a chance. We've got chances coming in actually on the chat, and I'm going to bring your comment up here. Um, if the system allows. And basically what Chancellor is saying, some, for some strange reason, the Gremlins aren't allowing it. There we go. Rogers has taken a fluent, well-oiled machine and completely messed it up. Right, I'm going to take that comment, Jerry, and ask you the question, um, have the changes been too drastic since Rogers came in? Because it's, I don't think it's so much... Yeah, you can you can say, listen, we've not replaced Jota. We've, we've not replaced them. I get it. It's more the shape, it's more the style that, that is noticeably different, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It was, boy, I definitely picked the wrong week to quit drinking. <laughs> <Do that. laughs> um, it was, I think you've still got, Brendan Rodgers, is it his team yet? It's, I'm not, I'm not going to get carried away. It was, a, it was a tough game. Like James said, Kilmarnock had a game plan, they stuck to it well. Very well. Credit where credit's due. No matter how much it might hurt to say, sometimes it's they made it really, really tough. The midfield they never had a sniff um, to not have a shot on target as well. I can't think you can't start just putting the blame on Brendan Rodgers. I don't think um, we all know what we're crying out for. We need a, a a left back, which even more so after today. And I hope James's prediction for St Johnson comes true because something needs to change there. Um, 
But I'm not going to start getting drastic when it comes to Brendan Rodgers. It's gotten, but if you still look at it, he's won seven out of the eight competitions that he's gone into. It's out of the way now. We can't be going on about this treble. And I think that could be healthy in a way as well. I mean, there is still a treble on, if you think about it. But um, <laughs> after that performance, I'm not going to play in the Champions League. <laughs> well, after that performance, you, you talk about being ready for these big games, uh, Jerry, in September, obviously, in the, in the Champions League. And we are miles off it. I think that um, the fluidity that was mentioned by Chancer has not been there in the three games, Laura. That's not something that's just happened today. And it's not down to the fact that, you know, there's been a couple of injuries or, or we've lost two or three of the players from last, last season's team. Um, the shape is different. Uh, the style of play is completely different. The whole approach has changed. We spoke about it, didn't we? We said, you know, Brendan Rodgers will do it his way. And so far, it's obviously looking a bit disjointed to me, Laura. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I, well, listen, uh, for the first time in a while, I'm rendered speechless. Like, it's it's not a, it's not a disaster by any manner of means. Like, like Jerry says, Man City won what they called the treble last season and didn't win the League Cup. So uh, we're still in that same position. Um, I think I think we were always going to be facing a period of transition because our previous manager, not to bring him up too much because I know people don't like that, but he was so specific about the way that he worked. He was so specific about the players that he wanted. He was so specific about the manner in which he got the team to play that you know that comment from earlier about taking a well-oiled machine and messing it up that was always going to happen because if it didn't happen it's almost like what's the point in having a manager because they've got to manage the team they've got to put the team out that that suits the way they want to play football and one thing's for sure Brendan and Ange are not not in any way similar in their football and philosophy. But I think, obviously, credit's got to go to you, Paul, because you said when I was on the show on Friday that you were concerned about today and and it's been proved exactly right why you were concerned. Derek McInnes, and we can, we've all got a lot to say about him, none of it very complimentary, but he gave the guys dues. He knew exactly what he was facing today and he set up to to negate anything that we were going to do. And there will be people in the comments who say, oh, that's not the way you play football and that's negative and that's this and that's that. You play football to win games, however you manage to do that. And it's not up to our our opposition to play in a way that suits us. It's up to them to play in a way that suits them. They did Mm -hmm. that today. They absolutely stifled anything that we tried to do and they took the one real good opportunity that they had to win the game. And you, and for a club of Kilmarnock's size and stature and means, you can't say any more than that for them. And we just have to take our medicine and, and, and deal with it, I think. We do. And it's not easy. We were saying before coming on, Laura, it's been a while since I felt like this coming into a post-match mm. bulletin. But you have got to take it because we we always cover the game. Win, lose or draw, we will cover the game and we'll cover it at full time. And sometimes it's a a bitter pill to swallow and and, uh, to such a degree that that James was asking um, if he could maybe be relieved to go and do something else. But no, you're in in the mix. You're in in the mix, James. 
nothing is hidden in Axom. Um, and, and I asked myself the question. Obviously, there was different things in that lineup that you're looking at. So you're, you're looking at potential areas that could be breached, and you think, well, those two centre-halves have never played together. That wasn't the issue today, James. It was far more down to the creative side. Yes, we didn't manage that one chance that they got. There was three different um, areas, I think, that we could have managed that better. Uh, and that, you know, the the, adv- the advancement of play should have been blocked out by Novroski early doors. The ball's got to get stopped before it comes in on the left-hand side. And then, obviously, I think Lagerbjelk, the one thing he didn't do today was follow that runner. May- you know, maybe he just beat the offside trap. Um, and that, that's why he scored it. But there's three areas of that you're thinking, right, if we're really going to break that down, that's how you stop that goal from going in. But today's performance wasn't down to the centre-half partnership. It wasn't even down to a poor performance by one of our fullbacks because I, d- I don't think Taylor was great at left-back. Vassell, two minutes before the full-time whistle, rinsed them on the left-hand side. He left them for dead. He was off the park when we scored the goal. Has Greg, Greg Taylor's been off the park when it happened? Even that, I'm thinking to myself, right, we should be able to deal with this. It wasn't down to the defensive display, was it? It was more to do with the fact that we lacked creativity. We lacked a tempo, but you don't just flick that switch. That's down to the game plan that Kilmanic have played, and we've got to combat that. Um, unfortunately, today, I was watching it for large parts thinking we're not going to create a chance here. Even with the seven minutes, normally that gives you a wee boost at the end. We've got seven minutes to turn this round. Didn't feel for a second we were going to score today, James, and that's a worry. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of criticism of the, the Ross County game. That was about the defence and the same with the Aberdeen game. None of the criticism was ever aimed at a lack of creativity in the team or a lack of sort of drive to try and go and get a goal. But that was always seen today. And I think that is down to how Kamarnock set up. It was they really nullified the Celtic midfield. They couldn't really get anything done. And when Matt O'Reilly came off, who, as I mentioned in the first half, he's like the only player who could really make something happen. So I was a bit surprised when he came off and when Sead Haxabanovic came on, he didn't really get up too much. He goes down at the end. I don't think it was a penalty. It seemed like he was a bit desperate kind of asking for something. I thought, if we're going to take any sort of positive, I thought Yang looked pretty lively. He was trying to make something happen when he came on. One of the only players that was really trying to make something happen. But there's a couple of moments where even when the centre-backs have the ball in the middle of the park with about 15 to play and then there's space to drive into it, but they don't do it. It's even just taking a chance, a pop from range, there was none of it. And I thought for the goal, the defence was really disjointed. I think they were just trying to get adjusted to Greg Taylor not being on the park and they were they were at sea. And I, I was surprised that no one really made an attempt to block the cross either. I think Holm and Maeda both have a chance to stick a foot out and try and prevent that cross from getting across. And then no one does it. So they really switched off for the goal. Navrocki doesn't cover himself in glory trying to track back, which I thought he'd shown that he could do that quite well especially in the Aberdeen game, but he gets caught out badly there. And then the defence was just at sea. So, I mean, you ask yourself the question, as well as the obvious, uh, you know, departures of Jota, Moy retiring, Starfield leaving, um, Carter Vickers and Hatati being injured, a couple of other injuries in there with, with Johnson, a wee bit more long-term, O's injured. You get all that. But, you know, it, it's more to do with the shape and, and the approach to the game, Jerry, that's worrying me. Because you know that the the uh, the fullbacks are playing differently, the wingers are playing differently. He's got his uh, centre forward playing differently as well, and it doesn't look as though it's flowing at this moment in time. 
And also, I don't think it's a case of buying yourself out of this. We spoke about maybe another two or three coming in before the transfer window closes. It's not really a case of buying yourself out of it because you need the core group to be playing the system properly. And that doesn't seem to be working at the moment. No, it's really disjointed and just didn't have any ideas in the final third. It just, like you said, there was at no point <clears throat> did I think, you know what, we're Celtic, this is going to, you always think that, we're going to get a goal and then maybe go and get another one. And like you said, when the seven minutes come up, but even if we had got that penalty, which I agree wasn't a penalty, I think that's the kind of game, we'd have missed it anyway. That was that was the vibe, of it, you know, I mean, it just didn't feel like we were ever going to get anything out of that game. It was frustrating to watch. Some people, some players maybe trying too hard, um, but it was, it was a struggle to see what they actually were trying at times. Um, the Haxabanovich one, that completely came out of the blue for me. I did not expect that. Um, but I, a bit, a bit stunned by it all today. And I think if it's going to happen, it's better it's happening now. Yes, we might be out of cup, but... I'd rather we're getting this out of system now and then we can drive forward because on today that it wasn't great and didn't fill me full of confidence. No, and I'm sure the near 2,000 tuning in live uh, will have plenty to say, so let's check out some of the comments. We have Paul McLean, three shots on target, 90 minutes. Should we be worried? I would say we are about worried. I mean, we try our best, Laura, uh, not to overreact because there were certain games in that dark, dismal season that we covered every single match. There were certain games where it was difficult to, to temper your frustration and your anger and your concern because it was quite clear that there wasn't a way out um, in that campaign. The one thing I'm clinging on to at the moment is, you know what, it's one game. Rodgers has been through this course time and time again. He knows how to build a successful side. Um, he's not got everybody in the door that we're hoping to get in the door. Laura, and it's just a case of, you know what, the real issue was the fact that we had a, an unexpected change of management over the pre-season. Uh, we're only three games in, but it still feels as though we're getting to know each other as a team. To use a phrase that was banded about a lot during that dark time, we would have to be a pretty entitled bunch of supporters to be sitting here having gone out of the League Cup and saying that it's absolute panic stations and it's a disaster and it's this and it's that. We won a treble last season. We won two out of the three trophies the season before. We've got a manager who has previously done 75% of a quadruple treble for us. This is not, by any manner of means, a disaster. But what I think needs to happen now is Rodgers needs to be able to go to the board and say, this is where we're at. We have no chance of doing anything in Europe with the current squad that we've got. And we are going to be doing well to consistently keep up with the schedule that's ahead of us, even domestically, if we don't get minimum another two or three bodies in the door. And when I say bodies, that's a very um, reductive term because actually what we don't need is bodies, we need quality. And there was a discussion in the Axon group chat and I know people love that we bring up the Axon group chat, they love it. Um, but there was a chat in there about the approach to how you bring in players. And I think the majority of us agreed. I don't know if the if the listeners and viewers agree, but the majority of us felt I would rather spend six to seven million on each on two or three players of quality rather than spending that same amount of money on 
10 players just to get bodies in the door because we've all seen what happens when we get bodies in the door. You've been able to quite easily draw up a list of 10 players that don't have a future at Celtic. But if you could tell me that for three signings of six million, we could have three brand new Jotas in the door, whatever form they take, I would take that over the, the former Absolutely, but I think it's utterly necessary for us to think we've got any chance um, of doing anything of significant note this season. If it doesn't happen, you know, January's never never a particularly rich picking ground for good signings. I'm sure somebody can point out a few exceptions, but it's not something you want to rely on in the middle of a season. But I think this has got to be where Rodgers puts his foot down and says, listen... This isn't going to be the last performance of this kind if we don't if we don't get the necessary quality in that we need. And I think we should take the warning that we've been given today and act on it rather than letting it snowball into something bigger. See that that's a point, James, in relation to where we are in in the in the season and in the transfer window. How does this affect where we are there? Because, you know, I, I've been saying for long enough the first four that came in the door potential, bags of potential, they're in that age group, they're in that um, transfer fee category where, you know, in the past they would be called projects. People don't tend to like that terminology, but, you know, you're not expecting them to go right into the team. Home did go right into the team, uh, contrary to everything I've just said. But then you've got a couple of guys coming in in the centre-halves who you're thinking, right, they're going to be fighting for a jersey, and obviously they started today. I think what Laurie's talking about is that, that wee bit of stardust that we've not got yet in this transfer window, whereby I'm looking at that bench and I'm thinking, similarly to Jerry, don't bring on Haksabanovic because he flatters to deceive. He really does fail to uh, change the game. There was two moments where, I'm not calling him a diver, but there's a technique where footballers where they leave a leg in and hopefully they're hoping that they're brought down and they do end up on the deck. But if the contact isn't deliberate, then the ref can see right through it. And that happened twice. Um, and I'd have been amazed if we got a penalty for uh, the second one or, or a free kick from the first one, which, by the way, would have opened the game up. Turnbull might have fired it, and I get why he does it. But I'm not looking at him thinking he's going to change the game. I'm also looking at Kyogo. And by the way, he was you know, far from uh, the worst player on the park today. But sometimes it's a it's a striker that gives you something different that you need. We don't have that. We don't have it. Do we have it? No, probably. Yeah, you, you throw O on. You've got the Yakamakas effect. He's long gone. We don't have any of that. So how does today change our approach? Or are we too far down the line with, with deals and, and announcements and, and negotiations for it to make a difference? Well, you've got 11 days to try and get something done. I think on it was on deadline day, we got Jota, Carter Vickers and Yakimakis, so there's potential for quality to be snapped up in the later stages of a transfer window. But it depends how you look at Celtic's window so far. I think it's it's too soon to put any sort of labels on players or sort of grade a transfer window. It's quite, it's quite hard to really judge it. The players have come in, I think people just look at the fee or look at the team they've come from. And then they assume, oh, he's going to be depth. He's going to be an option on the bench. It's going to be something like that. But when you really look at it, we signed Hatate for a million pounds. We signed Dyes Maida for one and a half million pounds. So these are guys that are quality, top quality players who will start for the team week in, week out. So it's a bit too soon to put labels on players, but it could act as a bit of a wake-up call to go out and spend a bit more. Because Roger spoke of European ambition and you're not going to do really well in Europe playing like that. I mean, we've seen, we've seen Celtic teams that have won trebles and dominated domestically going to Europe and get absolutely hammered. 
So if teams, mm. Celtic team can play that well domestically and then go in and get hammered in Europe, then what's going to happen to a Celtic team that's sort of dropping games like that? So you might need a bit more quality, but I don't know where do you buy it? Because that's probably the main position people call for us to replace as a goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper wasn't to blame for the loss today. No. So no. where do you where do you buy the quality? Do you buy it in midfield? I think we're flooded by players. I think there's players you've probably got to get rid of before you buy in the Celtic midfield. So where where do you buy the quality? Is it a winger? Is that what we're missing? Right, nobody mentioned Paddy Roberts. But see, going into today, right, people are saying uh, about the, the same excuse. I'm going to bring this up, Capital Mark, long-time contributor to uh, the Axon Comments field. This type of performance has been the same previously. Worrying thing is the excuses made for it. I'm thinking, what kind of excuses could be made for that? You know, and they don't they don't uh, wash for me. So you're talking about the pitch. We, we spoke about that before the game, and we just said, you know what, we've got to manage it, we've got to deal with it. Uh, you train on the, the the surface in a week or two leading up to it, and you've just got to deal with that. Unexpected departures. Somebody retired. Somebody got a bid for twenty five million from a, a new um, area of the football globe that is chucking money about. Another one uh, followed his girlfriend somewhere else. So they were unexpected. I get it. But again, a club like Celtic have to be able to manage that. They've got to be able to buy uh, someone who can fill the gap uh, in those three positions. The one thing you can't really legislate for is injuries. And I think that that um, is something that might be looked upon as an excuse. But again, a club like Celtic need to deal with injuries. You know, Johnson's been a long-term injury. Carter Vickers, yeah, it was a different injury, but we've, we've had to deal with him being out for a long period of time. Hatati could have given us a spark today. Uh, o might have given us an option off the bench. Johnson and Welsh, again, might have added something, particularly when we were up against it uh, injury-wise. But again, I'm not looking for any excuses, Jerry. I'm, I'm trying to find the reasons why that was so lifeless today. You know, it was devoid of any kind of spark. And then you're looking at the bench, you're thinking, we're, we're on the bench there. There's players on that part today that I've been bigging up all season. And Maeda and, and uh, Abada, I think this is going to be Abada's biggest season. Brendan Rodgers is going to work wonders well. These guys were poor today, Jerry. And these are the ones that you need to step up. They need to stand up and, and make something happen for you. And it didn't happen today. Yeah, I agree with you. There's no excuses today. And that's the sad thing about it. It's like... Kamarnock deserved the win. We just it was it was a real a real tough watch for me. And I think when you're talking like other teams are gonna look at this now, as always, and they're gonna go, All right, that's how we can get at them. They're then gonna come at us the same way. So we either need to change it in the training ground or in the transfer window. Are we missing something in the middle? I don't know. I kept thinking about a water today in the middle, and I don't know why. I just felt I feel getting bullied at times. Um but like I say, folk are going to watch this and they're going to they're going to try the same. So it needs to change. I don't know if there was like there didn't see many heart in it, and I don't know if that was like if there was excuses made before it. Do you think players make excuses about the pitch themselves, or I don't know? Did the occasion get to them? Um, but it, it, it need it needs to change. I'll tell you about something that really stood out for me today with Greg Taylor, and I don't want to pick on the guy. We've all noticed a dip in his form. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a dip in form now or if he's just... Michael Stewart said something today and I think the wording was, uh, I wrote it down, uh, Taylor gets out-muscled by Kilmarnock Youngster. And to me, that was kind of really telling. It's like, we shouldn't have a left-back at Celtic that's getting out-muscled by anyone in the league, never mind a youngster. And I just think there's there's big changes needed there. 
And I think with AJ coming back, no excuses today, but I still think a lot to look forward to going forward. So I'm not going to be totally pessimistic about this. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to be upset uh, at it, but I don't think we should let this define how our season's going to be because we won't. We've got a good manager there. I've got faith in him. We've got a great squad. We've got injuries. And I think we're going to be all right. But it was a tough, tough one to take today. It was a tough watch, Jerry. It really was. We were so was, poor. Man, um, you know, we, we normally create wave after wave of attack and chance and we didn't see that today and I, I think back to again this is inevitable that this happens Laura but I'm thinking back to the first six games under Ange Borsacoglu whereby we, we won 50% of them and I think the question posed was uh, is it time to talk about Ange now we get absolutely pilloried for that now and at the end of the day any Celtic manager that wins 50% of a collection of games uh, will eventually come under uh, the microscope I don't think they threw the toys at the pram or it was unbalanced but people go to that that headline what I want to talk about now is Callum McGregor because I think we're three games in and You've got all this thing with regards to the manager leaving and new players coming in and then the injury woes. You need the heartbeat of that team to be working effectively. And there's quite a lot of comments coming in. And Susan Fairley, uh, good to see you, Susan. That was awful. Cal Mack, non-existent. Dyson seems to be lacking in confidence and didn't even look like scoring. The thing with Maeda was there was an opportunity where, um, although Yang and Achille uh, defender were the only thing between Maeda and the goalie, he decided just to try a speculative pass, whereas you would expect him to just run, you know, towards the defender to, and then Yang could have pulled the defender out, create a bit of space and go for goal. Didn't happen. So, yeah, it did look as though he lacked a bit of confidence, which is really strange. What's also strange, Laura, is the performances of Callum McGregor. What's causing this? Is it the, the new style? I mean, he's played and thrived under Brennan Rodgers before. Well, to go back to the first thing you said about there being concern over any manager who has a 50% record. What we need to do is we need to do what the Scottish media is doing and reevaluate Brendan Rodgers' uh, term in about nine months' time and pretend like the previous nine months haven't happened. Yeah. And, and then like pretend that those are his five first five games in about nine months' time and then we'll see how he's getting on because that's <laughs> the way we seem to treat other managers. But apart from that, um, listen... Maeda's a funny one for me because um, that, that thing that you brought up about him I don't know whether he was just tired and didn't fancy running so he thought he would swing a leg at it but I'm going to I'm going to say this because who cares I'm not going on Twitter tonight after this anyway but um, Maeda is not I don't get Maeda I'm afraid like I I understand what everybody says about his work rate and about his defensive abilities and the fact that he offers more in that sense than a Jota did or an Abada does or a Forrest or whoever you want to put in that position. But he's such a headless chicken at times. He, he doesn't... Some he, he runs in a way that reminds me of like... I'll I'll get to it and I'll see what happens when I get to it and then I'll do that again and I'll do that again and he reacts to every touch he makes. He doesn't seem to do anything deliberate with his actions and it, sometimes it comes off for him, sometimes it doesn't and when it comes off, everybody thinks he's great and when it doesn't, everybody kind of says, I bet he works hard and that's 
not good enough for me. And I think there was certain points today where he could have made a difference and didn't. And I thought he was not as effective. Neither him or Abada were anywhere near as effective as Yang when he came on. And I think there's grounds to say that either of them could lose their place to Yang from next week. And I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Um, no. as, far as, as far as McGregor's concerned, I think he hit the nail on the head with really a lot of the reason why we played so poorly today. It proved that if Callum McGregor's not on his game, Celtic aren't on their game. Now, the reason for it, I'm not entirely sure. Possibly what we were talking about at half time that the, the midfield was just getting crowded out and missed out so often, so McGregor couldn't have an impact in the game. But he just seemed to, instead of everything going through him the way it normally does, everything went past him today. And whether that was partly his own doing or whether that was the way we were choosing to play, I don't know. But it needs sorted out soon because you can't have a Celtic team function well if it chooses to miss out Callum McGregor because, hands down, he's probably been our most consistent and best player of the last three or four years. And he's been the main reason for a lot of the success we've had, managers aside. So, yeah, that is a major concern for me if we don't start looking for McGregor more than we did today. Laura, do you know why... Sorry, sorry, mate. Do you know why? I've, I think I've realised why McGregor's not been playing well. I think I've nailed it down here. Do you remember at the beginning of the season, just before all the Axum contributors were to give their uh, prediction for who would be Celtic Player of the Year? Yes. I, I said McGregor. So it's the Jerry <laughs> thinking, Jinx. Thinking it was a big bet, The Jerry Jinx, indeed. Yeah. Well, Daniel makes a point. You, you can't critique Cal Mack. And the thing is, we we've been uh, we've been criticised for not critiquing him in the past, but it's so obvious now. I think it's so obvious that he's off it, um, and you've got to take into account. You look at the defence. You've got uh, the right back who's the second choice right back. You've got the left back who many of us would like to see strengthened. You've got two centre halves who've never played together. So th- that's where I can see that being disjointed. You then move into the midfield and you think, well, how much has changed there? Right, Hatati's injured. Turnbulls are off it, therefore he's not starting today and we're bringing home. But you should be able to manage that within that that function of the midfield working. You should be, and it didn't work. Then you look up top, you start critiquing there. Um, and I think there's a, a good point coming in from Michael. We obviously can't hear what's happening after the game, Michael, so thanks for updating us. Brendan saying quality will be coming in. Um, that's good to hear. Paddy simply says not good enough uh, again. And Sean Fairley um, says, love Axon, but please... Don't try and dress this up. Dreadful to a man, very worrying. It would have been difficult to try and dress that up today. Uh, and Tom Cook, thanks for throwing us a buck. Th- throwing us a buck into the Axom tray as well. Thank you very much. Now, Megan Lewis, this game was crying out for a Yakamakis-type killy. Bullied us all over the park. James, is that a concern? Because we hear Alan Morrison talking about the Champions League style of midfielder, for example. Um, he spoke you know, long and hard about us and the need for more physicality required in the midfield. Are we physical enough? It's a good question. Yakimakis was one of our better players in the Champions League. Obviously grabs the goal against Shakhtar, but one of the problems I sort of had when in the latter stage of the game is when you look at the, the bench, there's, there wasn't really many options that you could turn to and think he can change the game, he can impact the game. And it's because of the amount of players that are out injured. If you have an O on the bench and you bring him on, you're like, oh, O's coming on, something could happen here. And mm-hmm. there, there's others as well that 
you know, we they might think the squad looks thin at the moment. There's not really anybody to turn to for inspiration to try and drag us through the mud from the bench. And we're just waiting on them to come back. I think you probably need another winger. But I don't think physicality was the problem in the Champions League last year. I think it was just... I, I've always said we got unlucky with the draw we got in the group stage. I don't think it was physicality. I think it was just the quality of teams that we came up against. And it had come too soon for the majority of the squad that was their first ever Champions League campaign. I think Cal McGregor and Joe Hart and James Forrest were probably like the only three that had actually played in the Champions League before. So I think we'll, we'll still see improvements in the Celtic team from last season's Champions League campaign to this one because it's just natural progression. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's easy to sit here and say, had we uh, an option like O, it would have made a big difference. I'm a wee bit more concerned with overall play uh, because what you're looking for there is an individual to come on and do something special and be that game changer. I was disappointed with some of the arrivals off the bench, uh, Haksabanovic particularly. But uh, I'm going to have to take confidence from the fact that I think Brennan Rodgers is a good enough coach, good enough judgy player to be able to, and I'm not even going to use the word turn this round, I mean, it's three games in, and I was saying before the game, I, w- I was looking at this like match day three, uh, I wouldn't have rested loads of players, you know, because just because it's the cup, and also because Kelly are on a decent run, um, and so everything was uh, lining up for this to be a tricky one, a banana skin, and it's, and it proved to be. So yes, thanks everybody for getting involved, 2,000 of you getting involved in the in the uh, live chat and the live action it's always appreciated um and we'll be back tomorrow at 12 30 as always no matter what we will come back fighting and uh, we'll hopefully have a few arrivals next week i would hope um if brennan rogers is saying some qualities coming in i think we do need a bit of that star quality uh, that laura was pointing to earlier on uh, and by the way i think that there's new signings that come in they can develop as the season progresses and i'm pretty sure from the six there's going to be a number of them will be successful signings. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Unfortunately, we didn't get the win today, uh, but we will be back tomorrow at 12.30, as I say. If you want to get involved in the chat like many of you did today, then give us a, a, a thumbs up on the YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Follow us on all the socials. Get involved in the blog as well, axom.net. And all that's left for me to say is thank you uh, to Jerry and to James and Laura for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.